0: Happy New Year everyone! So here goes the first story of this year, How the Rabbit Fooled the Elephant. In a part of the forest lived an elephant king named Fortusk, who had numerous retinue of elephants. His time was spent in protecting the herd. Now once there came a twelve-year drought, so that tanks, ponds, swamps and lakes went dry. Then all the elephants said to the lord of the herd, O king, our little ones are so tortured by the thirst that some are like to die and some are dead. Pray devise a method of removing thirst. So he sent in eight directions, elephant fleet as the wind to search for water. Now these who went east found beside a path near a hermitage, a lake named Lake of the Moon. It was beautiful with swans, herons, ospreys, ducks, shell drakes, cranes, and water creatures. It was embowered in flowering sprays of branches drooping under the weight of various blossoms. Both banks were embellished with trees. It had beaches made lovely by sheets of foam, born of splashing of transparent waves that danced in the breeze and broke on the shore. Its water was perfumed by the Ica juice, that oozed from elephant temples, washed clean of bees for these flew up when the lordly creatures plunged. It was ever screened from the heat of the sun by hundreds of parasols in the shape of countless leaves of trees on its banks. It gave forth deep-toned music from uncounted waves that turned aside on meeting plump legs, hips and bosoms of mountain maidens diving. It was brimming with crystal water and beautified with thickets of water lilies in full bloom. Why describe it? It was a segment of paradise. When they saw this, they hastened back to report to the elephant king. So four tusks, on hearing their report, traveled with them by easy stages to the lake of the moon. And finding a gentle slope all around the lake, the elephants plunged in thereby crushing the heads, necks, forepaws, and hint-paws of thousands of rabbits who long before had made their home on the banks. Now after drinking and bathing, the elephant king with his followers departed to his own portion of the jungle. Then the rabbits who were left alive held an emergency convention. What are we to do now? said they. Those fellows, curse their tracks, will come here every day. Let some plan be framed at once to prevent their return. Thereupon, a rabbit named Victory perceived their terror and their utter woe at crushing of sons and wives and relatives, and said compassionately, Have no fear. They shall not return. I promise it, for my guardian angel has granted me this grace. And hearing this, the rabbit king, whose name was Bloxnow, said to Victory, Dear friend, this is beyond peradventure, for good victory knows every fact that textbooks teach, knows how to act in every place and time where he is sent, there comes prosperity. And again, speak for pleasure, speak with measure, speak with grammar's richest treasure, not too much and with reflection, deeds will follow words direction. The elephants, sir, making acquaintance with your ripe wisdom, will become aware of my majesty, wisdom, and energy, though I am not present, for the proverb says, I learn if foreign kings be fools or no by their dispatches or their nuncio. And there is a saying, The envoy binds, he loosens what is bound, through him success in war, if found, is found. And if you go, it is as if I went myself, because if you, speak what lies in your commission, speak with careful composition, grammar and good ethics seeking, it is if myself were speaking. And again, this is in brief the voice care, an argument to fit the facts, and sound results so far as speech may be translated into acts depart then dear friend and may the office of the envoy prove a second guardian angel to you so victory departed and espied the elephant king in the act of returning to the lake he was surrounded by thousands of lordly elephants whose ears like flowering branches were swaying in a dignified dance his body was dappled with masses of pollen from his couch made of twigs from the tips of branches of flowering acacia trees so that he seemed a laden cloud with many clinging lightning flashes. His trumpeting was as deep-toned and awe-inspiring as the clash of countless thunderbolts from which, in the rainy season, piercing flashes gleam. He had the glossy beauty of the leaves in the bed of pure blue lotuses. His twisting trunk had the charm of perfect snake. His presence was that of an elephant of heaven. His two tusks, shapely smooth and full had the color of honey around his entire visage rose a charming hum from swarms of bees drawn by a fragrant perfume of ichor juice that issued from his temples and the victory reflected it is impossible for a folk like me to come near because as the proverb puts it an elephant will kill you if he touch a serpent if he sniff. King's daughter has a deadly sting a rascal kills by honouring. I must by all odds speak impregnable Turan before introducing myself. After these reflections he climbed upon a tall and jagged rock pile before saying, Is it well with you, lord of 2 tusked breed? And the elephant king hearing this peered narrowly about it and said, Who are you, sir? I'm an envoy, said the rabbit. In whose service, asked the elephant, and the envoy answered, In the service of the blessed moon. State your business, said the elephant king, and the rabbit stated it thus. You are aware, sir, that no injury may be done, an envoy in the discharge of his function. For all the kings without exception use envoys as their mouthpieces. Indeed, there is a proverb, Though swords be out and kinsmen fall in strife, The king still spares the harsh-tongued envoy's life. Therefore, by command of the moon, I say to you, why, O mortal, why have you used violence upon others with no true reckoning of your own power or your foes? For the scripture says, all those who madly master deeds not reckoning, who are masters themselves or powerful enemies, are asking for disasters. Now you have sinfully violated the lake of the moon known afar by my sacred name and there you have slain rabbits who are under my special protection who are of the race of that rabbit king cherished in my bosom this is inquitus. nay one would think you the only creature in the world who does not know the rabbit in the moon but what is gained by much speaking desist from such actions or great disaster will befall you at my hands But if from this hour you desist, great distinction will be yours for your body will be nourished by my moonlight and with your companions you shall pursue your happy, carefree fancies in the forest. In the alternative case, my light shall be withheld, your body will be scorched by summer heat and you with your companions will perish. On hearing this the elephant king felt his heart stagger and after long reflection he said. It is true, sir, I have sinned against the blessed moon. Who am I that I should anger longer? Who am I that I should longer contend with him? Pray point out to me and quickly the way I must travel to win the blessed moon forgiveness. And the rabbit said, Come, sir, alone, I will point it out. So he went by night to the lake of the moon and showed him the moon reflected in the water. There was a brilliant, quivering disk of lustrous loveliness surrounded by planets of seven sages and hosts of star all dancing in the reflection of heaven's broad expanse and its circle was complete with full complement of the digits seeing this the elephant said I purify myself and the worship the deity and he dropped upon the water a trunk that two men's arm might have encircled thereby he disturbed the water the moons just danced to and fro as if mounted. On a whirling wheel, and he saw a thousand moons. Then Victory started back in great agitation and said to the elephant king, Woe, woe to you, O king! You have doubly enraged the moon. The elephant said, For what reason is the blessed moon angry with me? Because, said Victory, you have touched this water. So the elephant king, with drooping ears, bowed his head to every earth in deep obeisance in order to win forgiveness from the blessed moon. And he spoke to victory, my worthy sir. In all the manners also beseech for me the forgiveness of the blessed moon. I shall never return here. And with these words he went to his own place. And that is why I say the feigning of great commission and the rest of it. But the verse remains behind. The is seedy rascal with a wicked soul. He could never protect subjects. Or rather to say nothing of protection, you may anticipate actual danger from him you know the stanza a seedy umpire is not very pleasing to either adversary rabbit and partridge teach you that they died confiding in the cat how's that tell us about it said the birds and the crow told the story of the cat's judgment